It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center here in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we'll give you some quick thoughts on Oklahoma City's 111-96 loss to the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday and discuss how in the heck Dennis Schroeder was able to stay in the game after taking that hit from Harrison Barnes. Plus, One thing I want to get into, because I was looking at one of the lineups that the Thunder threw out there in the first quarter, and it's a lineup I liked, but it's a lineup that, in my opinion, featured four guards. So why do we concern ourselves with positions and calling guys certain positions so much anymore in the day and age of positionless basketball? In segment number two, we'll talk about Carmelo Anthony's future. It certainly looks like it's up with the Houston Rockets. And a question I want you to ponder today Not only as you're listening to our podcast, but also maybe as you're watching the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Phoenix Suns tonight, and that is, is, whose career would you rather have in the NBA? Would you rather be a guy like Robert Ory, who went around to a whole bunch of different teams, contributed mightily, and won a lot of championships? Would you rather have Carmelo Anthony's career, which is probably going to end without any championships, but you were a significant, very impactful player for both the Knicks and the Nuggets, and even made an impact here in Oklahoma City. I'll explain what that impact is a little bit later. And Or would you rather have like a Carl Malone career? I mean, just think about, you can't, look, everybody would want to be Michael Jordan. Everybody would want to be a Kobe Bryant or a LeBron James. But the fact of the matter is, is not everybody gets those opportunities. So think of a player that's not going to win or not be a quote-unquote superstar and think about the career you'd want to have as you're wrapping up and getting towards the end of what was a long time playing in the NBA or doing anything else you love. Then we will uh, finish up today talking about the Jimmy Butler trade and what Jimmy Fredette did over the weekend playing in China. And man, that was as impressive as anything that happened in the association over these last couple of days. My name is Eric G. I've covered the Oklahoma City Thunder now for five years. We're in year number six. I've been the host of Locked on Thunder for not quite a year yet. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK here in Oklahoma City. I am a credentialed member of the media, and much like you, I just flat out bleed Thunder Blue and love talking about this team and have not only grown to love the Oklahoma City Thunder, over the uh, 11 years that they've been around here in Oklahoma City, but really grown to love and appreciate the NBA at a level that that I didn't think was possible. And there's a deep appreciation, not only for those who brought it here, but for the guys who are playing it and playing in other cities and the people who run the, who run the organization. And honestly, I, I say this completely, completely, totally from the bottom of my heart. I think in all our professional organizations here in America... 
The NBA is by far and away the best. It's the most, it's the one that thinks on the forefront a lot more than the NFL. It takes care of its players better than just about anyone else. The fans are great. The fans, the fans at NBA games are just fantastic. And the people inside the organizations are first class as well. So there's a lot of passion for this sport. I didn't have it necessarily before I covered it, but now that I've covered it, I, I totally get why so many people absolutely live and breathe this sport. So let's get down to business. Oh, if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com and, of course, LockedOnPodcast.com to listen to all the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now let's get down to business. Thunder lose to the Dallas Mavericks 111-96 on Saturday. And just some quick thoughts. I thought the Thunder were outplayed after the first four minutes of the game. I thought the the Mavericks uh, showed a lot more energy, a lot more character, They wanted to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Of course, the Mavericks come in with a losing record. Um, At that time, they were just 3-8 and to start the game, and the Thunder had ripped off seven straight. And I think what the Thunder really haven't figured out yet um, is that everybody is going to give them their best night in, night out, which is unbelievable to me to be this many games into the season. You're talking 12 games into the season, and Oklahoma City still does not have that through their thick hedge yet, that every night is going to be a challenge for them, especially when you win seven straight, and you've got yourself now in contention to be the third team in the NBA's Western Conference. People look at you as one of those wins they can hang their hat on. They look at you as a win that maybe they can start to build on and start to compare themselves to everybody else in the association, and the Mavericks played with a lot of heart. And I I don't know that the Thunder look at the Dallas Mavericks as a rival, okay? And I'm not even sure that Mavericks fans look at Oklahoma City as a rival. But I can tell you that the Mavericks do not like the Thunder. Mark Cuban leads the way on that. A lot of Mavericks fans don't like the Thunder. So when they get their opportunity, they're going to make the most of it. And they did on Saturday. And it was just an all-around disappointing effort. You got absolutely nothing from the bench. And I'm looking at Dennis Schroeder, and I'm still still right now talking to you as, as I got a chance to watch that game this morning before I podcast and a little bit yesterday. Missed it on Saturday because of Bedlam, so watched a little bit, and I'm still struggling to figure out how Dennis Schroeder remained in that game after taking that hit to Harrison Barnes because I would have thought for sure after that hit he would have been in the training room, they would have been looking at him. They would have given him the concussion test. Probably gave it to him on the sidelines. But when I saw it, I thought, well, geez, he's going to be out. And then I looked, and the dude played 30-plus minutes, which is just incredible. And I'm sure he played 30-plus minutes with one hell of a headache. Um, that was just... And that was probably the most impressive performance the Thunder had all night long. Even if Dennis Schroeder didn't score from that point on. you One, you could have understood. But two... That's just a gutty performance to take a hit like that and stay in. And I think it just shows you how tough Dennis Schroeder is. Plus, the Thunder needed him to stay in because at that point, and you're really putting attacks on Raymond Felton if you have to go to him and he's trying to take Dennis Schroeder's place and pick up those minutes. And there's really not anybody on the team that can spell Raymond Felton at that point guard position, which leads me into this. Okay, Raymond Felton is a point guard. I mean, we we can all agree on that, right? That Raymond Felton's strength is running a team, and when he gets the opportunity to shoot from from behind the line, he can do that. 
Um, every once in a while, he can drive the baskets, but obviously he's not going to do that to the level that a, a Dennis Schroeder or a Russell Westbrook's going to do. But we can all agree that he is a point guard. We can all agree that Steven Adams is a center and that these two guys for Oklahoma City really aren't interchangeable with any other positions on the court. However, take guys like Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder. I would even say Alex Sabrinas, Terrence Ferguson, Andre Robertson, Jeremy Grant. You can put these guys just so many different places on the court. And I, I started wondering about when you start looking at something like the Jimmy Butler trade, or you start looking at something, you start looking at who the Thunder may need to pick up in the offseason or what type of player they need to pick up in the offseason. And I just wonder why we get so caught up in positions because we are in that day and age of positionless basketball. And was having a conversation with Eric Horn and um, Brett Dawson, both who have uh, covered basketball a lot longer than I have, have watched this. Well, I don't know if they've watched the sport longer than me because I'm, quite frankly, I'm older than both of them, so I probably watched it. But we talked about the old adage of being able to guard your position. And, and that is a really old school way of thinking. Hey, if you play point guard, you got to be able to guard the point guard. If you play forward, so forth and so on. And my thought, just the way basketball is now, even then, I mean, even when I was in high school and was watching the NBA quite a bit or in college, watching college basketball quite a bit, I always thought, look, if you're our best defensive player, I want you on their best offensive player if you match up. Now, granted, if you're a small forward and their best player is a center, if I don't think you match up, if you don't necessarily have the height, then I'm not going to put you in that situation. If you're a point guard and they're if you're the, if you're a point guard and their best player is a two guard and I need you guarding him, I say guard him. Inter, just interchange it. It, it. And just this whole idea of getting things certain set in your mind in the NBA. And I think really in order to enjoy the NBA, I think the bigger point is here. If you're going to enjoy the association for everything that it is. You have to have an open mind about the way guys play. And in Oklahoma City, that's been an issue. Because until the Thunder were here, there were a lot of old school attitudes about what basketball was, how Russell Westbrook should play, how Kevin Durant should play. Um, I worked with a co-host for a while who moaned and bitched all the time about Kevin Durant not having much of an inside presence. It's like, dude, that's not his game. You know, you look at a guy like Dirk Nowitzki, yeah, just because he's seven foot doesn't necessarily mean that I want him in the paint pounding away because of how deadly he is from beyond the arc. That's where I want him in position to be every time he gets down the floor because he's got a tendency to hurt people more there than he does playing this idea of what you think a center or a point guard or anybody else should be. And I, coaches like Billy Donovan, People like Sam Presti, really pretty much everybody in the NBA right now, I think that's what you have is a lot of free-thinking individuals because you're not going to survive in this league if you try and pigeonhole players. In fact, it's the worst thing you can do. And talking to Billy Donovan, and this was, God, man, this was sometime last year, the, you know, the idea of positionless basketball, talking about guys and how they should develop and what would your advice be to to college players coming up. He's like, you've got to learn how to play multiple positions. You know, I may recruit you for one thing. We may play you at one particular position, but the whole time that you're in college or the whole time that you're in high school, if playing in the NBA is your goal, 
While you may be doing something for your team, every other hour of the day, you've got to be working on learning every other position and knowing that you can make yourself versatile because you just become that much more valuable to an organization. And for the most part, that's what you see here around the association is guys that want to make themselves versatile. Um, that's why it is kind of interesting to watch people like uh, a J.J. Barea, who's pretty much a point guard, who, who could play two if you needed him to, but Steven Adams and Raymond Felton, just because they're dinosaurs, not and Adams, definitely not with age and Raymond, not because of his age. Just, you don't see those guys who are nearly as pigeonholed. Um, Russ, 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 Russ. We got to talk about Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I'm looking at my rundown, Russell Westbrook listed as out for this game against the Phoenix Suns, but that doesn't mean anything. That's just what's on the notes. And Russ could be announced sometime later today or sometime in the pregame press conference that uh, he would ultimately be playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, hey, if he's got to sit out against the Phoenix Suns, don't worry about it. If he's got to sit out against the Knicks on Wednesday, not really concerned about that either. And honestly, the Thunder should be able to beat both those teams without Russell Westbrook. It's just a matter of playing with intensity and effort that you didn't give in the Dallas game. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know what happens with Oklahoma City from that regard because I, I get it. Not not In all 82 games, you can't always play at that level. And mentally, you're going to take nights off. Maybe even when you don't need to take nights off, it just kind of happens. And that, 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 that looks like what had happened to the Thunder on Saturday. You'd ripped off seven straight. You were feeling good about yourself. And the Dallas Mavericks came in needing a win. More desperate team got it done. And the Phoenix Suns are going to be desperate tonight. So hopefully Saturday was a slap in the face. And the Thunder get out there and play with some real raw intensity tonight and go take it to the Suns. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next here on LOT. Why Carmelo Anthony has nothing to hang his head about and why he did, in fact, make a major impact in Oklahoma City. We'll tell you all about that next. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Sooners will be available for your drive home. So whether you're listening to Locked On Thunder at work or you're listening on your way to the peak, then just know that there is an episode of Locked On Sooners that uh, hit the shelf around 4 o'clock today. We released it at 4, published it at 4, whatever you want to say. Um, so, hey, check that out. Uh, we look back at the Bedlam game, look a little bit ahead to Kansas, but mostly we talk about Oklahoma's position for the college football playoff and whom I think they would actually match up with in the college football playoff and why I don't have a problem picking OU to beat Alabama. And it's not just a homer pick. I just actually like OU's offense that much against Alabama's defense. We talk about all that today on Locked On Sooners, 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you can get that at LockedOnPodcast.com. We are your team every single day. So there may be other local podcasts out there, but we are giving you content five days a week, Monday through Friday, here on the Locked On Thunder and Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. By all accounts, Carmelo Anthony is not coming back to the Houston Rockets. He will not make the trip to Denver. He has been out the last couple of games for a personal reason. I think it was listed as illness. But last night, listening to Chris Paul talk about Carmelo Anthony's future with the Houston Rockets, he was asked, could Carmelo Anthony contribute to this team? And Paul gave a very nice answer about Carmelo Anthony being a Hall of Famer, but he didn't answer the question about whether or not he thought Carmelo Anthony could actually help the Houston Rockets, and, and he's not. And, and, and I don't know how many teams Carmelo Anthony could help right now. There are a few that he could help at the box office because Carmelo Anthony is still a big enough star that there are those that even though they follow the NBA and they know Carmelo Anthony isn't as good as he once was, they still remember who he was with the Knicks or who he was with the Nuggets, and they just want to see that guy. In a sense, it's like going to see Willie Mays if you were a Mets fan. No, he's not the same dude that played with the Giants, but we'll go see him anyway because that's Willie Mays, and I want to tell my grandkids I saw a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever play the game. I don't know that Carmelo Anthony falls into that category as one of the greatest to have ever played the game, but I guess when you're a Hall of Famer, you are one of the greatest to ever play the game. And Carmelo Anthony has zero to be ashamed of in his career, even if he walks away without winning a championship. What Carmelo Anthony did for the Denver Nuggets in the years that he was there, what he did for the New York Knicks in the years that he was there is, one, made them very relevant teams, made them worth watching, and got people talking about them. So much so that it would be a shame if if both organizations didn't retire his jersey because he certainly has earned the right to have his jersey retired in both Denver and New York. With Carmelo Anthony, you're a guy who still sees yourself as a superstar. And you could probably go someplace and sit on the bench and maybe have an opportunity to win a championship Come in, play 13 minutes. Um, You're not going to be effective on defense. I don't know how effective you're going to be on offense. But you do have that wisdom. And you have wisdom to part on young players, part on even veteran players, on how to conduct yourself, what manner you need to, what you need to do to get yourself mentally ready to play night in, night out. And when you're there, if you've got the opportunity to hit a key three every once in a while, hey, you'll be appreciated. But I don't think that's how Carmelo Anthony sees himself. And he's one of those superstars that if you win a championship, it's awesome. But it's not going to mean as much to you if you're not one of the main contributors. And Carmelo Anthony's not a main contributor on a championship team at any point. That being said, I look at Carmelo Anthony's career, and I'd rather have Carmelo Anthony's career than I would, say, Carl Malone's or Gary Payton's career. And, man, both of those had tremendous careers for Seattle and for for Utah. But there's something a little bit special about Carmelo Anthony. There's a reverence that he gets talked about by Knicks fans that is reserved for only the most special of players. He falls into that John Starks, Patrick Ewing category, and no, they didn't win championships either. 
But New York fans, Knicks fans, will tell you that they're still a premier organization. Now, whether they are or not is a completely different story, and we can always have that conversation. And no, the Knicks really aren't a premier organization. But their fans think they are. And their fans look at the Knicks in the same way that they feel the Lakers and the Celtics should be looked at. That's honestly how they see themselves. And Carmelo Anthony is considered to be one of the greatest Knicks of all time, and that's pretty darn special. When New York, a city that covets basketball as much as they do, or loves basketball as much as they do, and it's not just about the Knicks and the Nets, it's Rucker Park, it's all the guys that they have produced coming out of that city that have that have gone on to play in the NBA, it's college basketball and MSG, it's just, it is the basketball mecca, as they say. Well, when you are considered to be part of that, that's a pretty big honor to bestow upon. And if that's all you ever accomplish in your career, as one of the greatest to have ever played in New York City... That's pretty darn good. That That's something that when you go to bed at night or wake up in the morning, you can say, man, I don't have that ring, but I got that. And I got the Hall of Fame. And that's a lot more than a lot of people accomplished. I mean, if, if you're asking me the, the one career I could have in the NBA, it would definitely be Robert Ory. I would have loved to have played in that many cities, won that many rings. You're not necessarily a superstar, but you are contributing. You're doing something meaningful and you were a valuable piece to every one of those teams you were on. And I started liking it to my own career. I never wanted to be the guy that hung on to radio. If the only job I could get was weekend board op or weekend host, after I had done five days a week and been a big part at several stations that I've worked at doing, whether it was behind the scenes or on the air, I didn't want to go to just being a a weekend player if there was no path to getting back on the air five days a week. I'd rather just retire, call it a career, spend time with my family, and enjoy it. And that's part of it. It's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is, one, it's five days a week. It gives me a chance to spend time with my family. Plus, the audience, while not as big as maybe as it would be on radio, is very loyal. I've got a very loyal fan base who listen to me drone on and on every day, and I get a chance to know those people. And it's not, I don't even like using the word fan base. I like using the word friends. Like I make friends through this podcast, getting to know people, building those one-on-one relationships that you just wouldn't get to do hosting a weekend show someplace. Hosting a weekend show is for people who are up and coming in this business, who are a lot younger than I am and are looking to make that next step. And I don't feel like I've got anything to hang my head about in my career. Um, did it end the way I wanted to? If it, in fact, it is over? No, not really. But, um, hey, it was a hell of a run. You know, I got a better, I got a better crack at it than some. Um, and my Carmelo Anthony status, not even close. And, and when it comes back to Carmelo Anthony, I don't even know who you really compare him to. To me, he's got a very unique career. That when all is said and done, you're probably talking about a couple of jerseys retired, a significant impact on three organizations. And yes, Oklahoma City, because of anything, I think he taught a lot of young players here how to be professionals, how to deal with the media. And I think he taught Russell Westbrook and Paul George some things along the way as far as how to conduct yourself and what ultimately this game should mean to you. And I never got the feeling that Carmelo Anthony ever took basketball for granted and ultimately, he he was one of the good guys in this game. So if it ends this way for him, it sucks. But I hope he gets a crack someplace else to go play. And even if it's someplace like China, I would wish Carmelo Anthony nothing but the best. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll finish things off talking about 
Jimmer and Jimmy. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. We've got another episode of Locked On Sooners that is out, well, will be out during your drive home today. So if you want to check out our thoughts on Bedlam, you want to check out our thoughts on the upcoming Kansas game and the college football playoff, it's all right there at Locked On Sooners at LockedOnPodcast.com. It's also available on iTunes, Stitcher, Alexa, and Spotify. That's the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today here on LOT. Jimmy Butler getting traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. Certainly they could use him and the guys they had to give up to give him. Um, I didn't like giving up Dario Sarchik, but you're getting Jimmy Butler in return. And if Jimmy Butler agrees to play with that core of players over the next few years, in the Eastern Conference, they are maybe the most dangerous team in that entire conference because the Celtics, their future is still in question. The Bucks are starting to play really well now under Budenholzer, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, but there's always that danger of Giannis getting tempted by the bright lights and maybe pulling a Kevin Durant. I hope he doesn't. I hope Giannis stays with the Bucks and they continue to be good. And then there's the Raptors, who may only have this year with Kawhi Leonard. So the Philadelphia 76ers, if not this year, in the next few years, get an opportunity to take charge of the East. And this is just one of those pieces that ultimately helps them accomplish that goal. And when I saw that news on Saturday, and I didn't see it till I was in the press box in Norman, just because I was so busy trying to get everything under control for, uh, for, for Bedlam. But it's like, man, it's almost unfair. It's almost unfair that that's where Jimmy Butler ended up because there's just too much talent. And I love the idea that Jimmy Butler, who spent a lot of time in Chicago and has grown up around a coach like Tibbs, is going to have the opportunity to kind of pull in some of these young guys and get them on the right track. And by all accounts, Jimmy Butler is a guy that relishes a leadership role. And even though it may not have worked out in Minnesota with a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, these guys in Philadelphia would do themselves a huge disservice if they didn't listen to Jimmy Butler and the things that he's got to say. And even though Jimmy Butler hasn't won a ring, I think he fits a very big leadership role that they so desperately needed with all the young talent around them. And I like, love, 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 not like love, the direction the Philadelphia 76ers are headed over these next few years. I uh, want to say congratulations to Jimmer Fredette on the 75 points that he scored in the Chinese Basketball League. This weekend, 40 of those coming in the fourth quarter. Man, that's just stupid. She's 40 points in the fourth quarter. Somebody guard that guy. No, that's amazing. And, you know, we we're talking about Carmelo Anthony and where his career ends and what he does. And I know that, you know, being in the association 
is the world's greatest thing. But if you can still get paid for doing what you love and you're good at it, whether it's in China or America or wherever, and you can perform at that level, brother, that is a career. And there's nothing to be sneezed about it at, um, at least by us. If NBA players want to say, yeah, but it was in China, okay, you say, yeah, but it was in China. I can't do that. 75 points is 75 points. I don't care where you're scoring it. But if you're getting paid to play basketball, which still puts you in the top 1% of the world, or what? what is it at most, maybe top 2% of the world with all the leagues around uh, around the globe right now, you're still pretty damn good. And Jimmy Jimmer for debts, that that is something that that performance should be appreciated. Maybe I need to go back and look at the stats. Maybe he took a thousand shots to get there. I don't know. But 75 points to me, dude, hey, you'll get the standing ovation. I may rip you tomorrow if I find out you took like 100 shots to get there. But um, I will, uh, I'll applaud Jimmer for debt. And I'm glad it, you know, if it didn't work out here in the NBA, I'm glad he's, he's a star someplace. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Thunders. Well, I'll go ahead and say win over the Phoenix Suns. I'll, I'll put it out there. I'll, I'll go. I'll go out on a limb and say the Thunder beat the Suns tonight. Plus, what's going on with Russell Westbrook? And we may have some words on Carmelo Anthony. Is he still with the Rockets or is he on his own? And what's next for him? All that coming up tomorrow on Locked on Thunder. Until then, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.